This is the Easy Living Yards Podcast. I'm Ben Hale, your host that still needs to hang up the Christmas lights. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 45 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today I'm going to talk about DIY landscaping gifts ideas. That's right, if you are a DIY landscaper or you know a DIY landscaper and you're thinking about ideas for gifts, this is the episode for you. If this is your first episode, welcome to the show. I appreciate you coming on the show and listening. And we talk about here at Easy Living Yards ways to have a healthy and beautiful landscape that you don't have to spend all sorts of time maintaining and you can do more important things with your life instead and still have a beautiful landscape that you can enjoy. Now, at the beginning of each show, I talk about my favorite plant of the day. So today's favorite plant is the aloe barbadensis or aloe vera plant. Last episode, I talked about an indoor succulent that I liked called the Sansevieria plant. Uh, It's a relatively new plant to me, although I've seen it everywhere now that I know what it is. Um, But it's such a wonderful plant, just a really low-maintenance indoor house plant. And sticking with that theme, uh, this week is the aloe vera plant, or aloe barbadensis. Now... Here in the northern or middle northern latitudes of of the uh, uh, Middle East U.S., uh, southwestern Ohio, uh, it's an indoor succulent type plant. Um, now, if you live in USDA zones 8 through 11, you can actually grow this outdoors as well. Um, this is a wonderful gift plant, so it fits today's theme. Uh, if you want to give this plant to somebody else, it's such a nice plant. It's also incredibly useful for burns. That's what it's most popularly used for uh, in the kitchen. I remember growing up and we had one of these growing next to our kitchen for when we inconveniently burned ourselves uh this plant was conveniently there to uh, help soothe that burn uh it's popular in a lot of cosmetic products as well as you know and uh it's such a wonderful plant it's a very beautiful plant in its own right as well so i touched on the healing properties of it if you want to grow this plant make sure you have a well-drained sandy potting soil uh if you go to the store and you get like a succulent plant mix that works great as well um and also like some of those seed starting plant mixes also work well uh this plant enjoys medium to full sun that's uh upwards of six hours of sun so make sure you put it in a sunny window um i don't think it really needs direct sunlight for six hours to to grow and and survive but i guess to have it thrive you really want to have a little bit more sunlight you don't want to have tons and tons of full sun all the time though uh like direct beaming down sun all time of the year that sort of thing because apparently it can get some kind of sunburn type stuff okay uh make sure you're watering it but not as much as you would think uh make sure you let it dry between waterings its roots do not like staying wet and so you actually got to let it dry out and uh, water it intermittently once every week to two weeks even Okay, let's jump into it today. So DIY landscaping gift ideas. I've broken out a few buckets here. Um, These are basically uh, ideas that I've come up with based on what I use around my landscape to do my landscaping work. 
uh, and the tools that are most useful and most helpful. And and really what um, some of these are things that are necessary if you want to do your own landscaping work. And some of them are just kind of nice to have type things as well. Um, Some of these will be a bit more expensive. Most of them won't break the bank. And um, they're just very useful tools to have. And and I'll be honest, some of these that I have, they're they're, uh, you could probably call them antiques at this point. Um, they're, uh, you know, some really good tools can just last a long time, especially if you take care of them. So make sure you get good quality tools and they'll, uh, repay you, uh, over the long run with, with good quality usage. And, and also, um, sometimes they're just much more efficient to use as well. So let's start out with hand tools. In the hands tools category, uh, one of the first things I think about are shovels. So when it comes to shovels, there's three particular shovels that I find uh, incredibly useful. The first is the garden spade. So this is kind of your like thinner rectangular shovel. So it has a flat edge on the front and it has a a beveled sharpened point toward the front of the blade as well. Um, So it's important to have a nice sharp edge to it. And it's a, a kind of a long skinny rectangle about maybe six to eight inches wide and about 12 inches to uh, maybe even a little bit more long. And then the handle is usually kind of a medium length handle. So if you're resting the, the edge of the shovel on the ground, it reaches maybe just about waist height, maybe about four feet or so. Um, this is a incredibly useful tool, especially when you're digging uh, around planting beds, digging through sod, um, that sort of thing. It's a really nice tool to have in your landscape. Next, it goes without saying that the standard shovel is very important. So this is your your typical pointed spade shovel. Um, It's your classic shovel with a nice long handle, and it's a really versatile tool uh, for, you guessed it, for digging. And um, it's really important to have at least one good quality pointed shovel in your landscape for doing work. I actually have two right now. One's a hand-me-down, one's a a shovel I purchased. Um, Both are really good. Um, The the hand-me-down one actually i actually like it better it's an old school true temper shovel now the downside to it is it looks like it probably like i don't know fell off a truck and ran through a meat grinder at the same time and uh, part of the blade is um kind of chipped a little bit and i have to go clean up that edge i haven't done that yet so basically what i use that one for is like shoveling rocks and stuff and then when i want to do actual digging through holes and stuff or whatever else i'm digging in i use the 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 regular pointed one that's not broken into a ton of pieces. Okay, so um, pointed shovel, very important. Nice quality long handle. Um, I actually generally prefer the wood handles. Um, you can get a, some decent fiberglass ones though. Uh, the downside to fiberglass is eventually the fiberglass actually starts shredding off. So if you're not, if you don't happen to be wearing gloves, you can get a ton of fiberglass splinters. Um, on the the flip side of that, the the fiberglass ones generally have much stronger handles, which is really nice, especially if you're doing some serious digging. So um, it always kind of stinks right in the middle of a project when you snap the handle on your your last shovel that you have around the landscape. So um, something to consider there. All right, next one, a flat shovel. This is also really important. You're saying, well, wasn't the garden spade a flat shovel? Well, yes, but a regular flat standard shovel uh, with a nice, uh, it could be a medium or a long handle, depending on upon your preferences. I have both. Um, both come in handy at different times. But that broader 
flat shovel is actually very nice for scooping up stuff say if you have especially if you have a delivery of something on a flat surface like a driveway which happens a lot of times around our house uh, I love this for scooping up mulch or gravel or uh, whatever off the off of a flatter surface or out of a trailer it's really nice to have that flat uh, shovel okay uh, next very important tool especially if you live in an area with a lot of roots or rocks is a mattock and a mattock is basically on one side it looks like kind of like an axe where it has this vertical um, sharp piece and on the other side it looks kind of like a hoe um, or a, uh, a mattock is actually what it's called and so it's basically like a uh, that same uh, axe type um, edge but it's flipped 90 degrees so when you you can kind of use it as a digging tool and a chopping tool and then the the other side is also a good chopping tool as well so it's really good for busting through roots or for really dense packed soil as well um, so around southern ohio it's really helpful to have with our clay soils our dense tree roots everywhere it's good at busting through that when you're walk, working in on a project it doesn't hold you up because a lot of times you can't bust through some of these roots with a shovel and you need something more serious so this does the job and it's also nice too because it's not like a your typical like um, felling axe where it has a nice um really sharp fine blade for chopping through wood instead this one's able to handle rocks and stuff if it hits a rock it's not going to ruin your blade like you would on a direct hit with an axe and so it's really nice to have a matic okay next one this is kind of more of a a nice to have depending upon the type of project you're doing this is one i just picked up for a recent project it's a tool I've used in the past, and uh, I finally decided to get my own, and that's a sod lifter. So a sod lifter tool, this is a hand tool. Um, it looks very similar to an edger, if you've ever seen an edger, where it's, uh, it's basically a, a straight handle, and an edger has kind of like a, a half crescent blade on the end and a step on the top of it. So this is similar to that, but a little different, where instead of a straight handle, it's kind of like, you know how those, like, easy snow shovels are where they have like the curve in the middle of the blade um, well a sod lifter tool has something very similar where it's a, a straight handle but then it kind of angles down and then flattens out again and and then it has this half crescent moon shaped blade on the end and it's really handy to have this because it doesn't break your back so basically you can you can get underneath the the sod that you're trying to remove and and then scoop horizontally along it to scrape out your sod to establish a new garden bed so if you're looking to establish new garden beds and you need to remove some dense sod this is a great tool a very specialized tool but a really helpful one to have and these things only costs like 20 to 30 bucks so it's it's well worth the effort if it's if you're talking maybe like a few hundred square feet of sod that you need to remove so it's not like a you know a small tiny project but it's not like a ginormous project either because if you have a ginormous project you can rent a sod cutter and it's much easier to do but if you're kind of in that mid-range like your typical like we just use it for a foundation type planting uh, of a garden bed so for that size project it was the perfect tool and it really saved a lot of time and we didn't have to go out and rent this uh, big piece of equipment as well which which really would have been too much for the for the kind of like the fine curves that we were doing in the smaller space so it's a great tool to have Next, this is a more useful tool for any general purpose uh, landscaping work, and that's the garden rake. So if you don't have a garden rake, consider getting one. So this is your typical uh, garden rake that has basically some um, steel tines on it. So they're, they're rigid steel tines. They're not like a leaf rake that's flexible. 
But instead, this is a rake that's about uh, about 12 inches to, to probably 16 inches wide, maybe a 18-inch wide rake. And, and then the tines are maybe about 2 inches long or so. And it's really good for kind of raking through soil, uh, flattening spaces out, um, kind of removing some rocks and stuff sometimes. It's just a good kind of all-purpose tool for your landscape, just like the shovels. Uh, next is the leaf rake. I think this one kind of goes without saying, but if you don't have a leaf rake, uh, I get it. You know, if you may, maybe live in a more arid climate, climate. Uh, it may not seem so obvious, but a leaf rake can be very helpful for just spreading stuff around. Say you're spreading compost or whatever, uh, spreading things through the lawn, uh, dethatching. So if you have a stiff leaf rake, uh, it can be used for dethatching. Of course, this isn't, this isn't something you want to use across a half acre of your, your property, but if you have a small area you want to dethatch, it can be helpful for that. So consider getting a leaf rake as well. A push broom, very helpful thing, especially if you're working on those flat surfaces. A push broom is very helpful for just cleaning, general cleaning stuff, um, and, and yeah, just nice to have around. Okay, next, a hay fork. If you're doing anything with compost or mulch or leaves, uh, hay forks are very useful for that purpose. Now, I, I mentioned a hay fork here. There's another type of fork called a pitch fork. Um, they're they're kind of similar tools. You guessed that they have fork tines just like your kitchen fork. Um, now, a hay fork has, is basically, the, generally the style is um, where they have long, skinny steel tines that kind of curve a little bit. I actually prefer that style over the pitch fork for most purposes. I have both, and I use both around the landscape. Uh, but for more general purposes, especially when it comes to like uh, spreading mulch and compost and leaves, um, I think the hay fork is just a little bit better suited for that. So consider a hay fork. Um, if you want to do something where you want to have both, a pitchfork can also be handy as well. Like I said, I have both. Okay, um, uh, the last one, and certainly not least in this this arsenal of hand tools, is the spud bar. Um, I've heard this called uh, multiple things, like a breaker bar, or a, uh, I think some people call it a stud bar too. Um, I generally hear it called a spud bar around here. Basically, this is a, a giant thick piece of steel. It's about six feet tall, uh, maybe five feet or so. There's variations, of course, but um, the one I'm thinking about, the one I'm picturing, has a, a tamper foot on the one side. So it's basically a, a bar of steel that's about six feet tall. On the one side, it has then a flattened piece of steel in a little circle that's about three inches in diameter. And you can use that for tamping down inside of holes or um, just small spaces, getting some tamping done. Uh, And the other side is flattened to a chisel point, and you can use that for busting through rock. This bar is also incredibly useful for prying. So if you have any roots you kind of need to pry up, it can also be used to bust those roots with that chisel point. Um, and then rocks as well. We have we have rocky, rooty clay soil around here. So it, sometimes it can be really frustrating if you're trying to do any digging. And this, in combination with a mattock, uh, is very helpful tools to have. Whew. Okay, I am back. I took a super quick break there uh, just to catch my breath because I am shooting through a bunch of ideas here. Those All those hand tools are really helpful to have. So if you've got some projects coming up or you're thinking about somebody that might be uh, needing some of these tools, those are all super handy tools to have around the, the house, um, in the landscape. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, really, I, I can't see myself not having pretty much all of those tools. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. You know, I talk about uh, kids a lot on the show here about um, 
involving your kids in your landscaping chores, uh, making sure you, they have fun spaces for them. So let's talk about gifts for kids in the yard as well. Well, some of these are a bit repetitive. First, a shovel. No kid can be without a shovel in the landscape. That's that's my feeling. Uh, maybe I should start a foundation for that or something. So when it comes to toys or tools for the kids, my personal feeling is that they should have something that's like legitimate. Like it can't just be, you know, some little flimsy plastic thing like a, that you find in, you know, beach toys or whatever. Cause I feel like a lot of times, like you go and see the kids stuff for like a little kid's shovel in the, the department store or whatever, or the home goods store. And they're like this like junky little plasticky thing or like really flimsy metal. And, and, Let's face it, every kid wants to be like their parents and and have something just like they do, right? And so what my boys have, they have little size shovels that are legitimate steel shovels and they're heavy duty. I actually I actually end up stealing them a lot of times to do like little tiny shovel work and it's they're actually a super handy tool anyway. Um but yeah, they're they're legitimate shovels with a little a legitimate D handle on top. Uh, they're just you know a slightly smaller blade, and they're only about three feet long. And and they look like basically like a, a consumer grade uh, military trench shovel is really what they look like. And they're awesome. The boys love them. Uh, our two older boys both have one, and uh, <laughs> one of them got them. I think uh, not, you know, a promotion here or support or anything of these stores. But I think one of them is from Home Depot, and the others from Lowe's, so they can actually tell them apart. But they're both bas- both basically the same shovel, uh, just you know, stamped with a different branding, and um, they love them. And I think, I mean, they're for a kid's toy. They're a little bit pricey. I think they ended up being about twenty bucks. But um, you know, I, I think. Uh, it was, they were both presents from the grandparents that we suggested and the boys love them. They love them. They use them pretty much every time we're outside. So get your kids a shovel, a legitimate shovel. And with that too, um, get them a trowel. You can now like Fiskars sells these little trowels. Uh, they're like composite plastic. They're like 99 cents. They're awesome. And the kids love them too. So, so get them a shovel, get them a trowel, let them dig. All right. That's the, that's the message there. Okay. Next, uh, kids love a rake too. Now, we only have one children's rake at our property, and uh, it, it doesn't get fought over so much because for whatever reason, our kids love using the full-size rakes, which are way too big for them anyway. These are like the leaf rake style is what I'm talking about here. And uh, But still, they're fun. They, they end up dragging around this little yellow one too and uh, raking up leaves and stuff with it too. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, next is gloves. Um, our boys love wearing their garden gloves outside and they, they wore through their other pairs and lost a pair as well. Um, uh, and so we just got them new ones. We were trying to save them for a Christmas present and, uh, we just, it just didn't happen. So now <laughs> they got, they got a November present of, of, uh, new gloves. So they're like, you know, superhero gloves. They have the nitrile grip coating on the front. They're awesome. They love them. They keep their fingers warm when we're out in the chillier months. And so they can kind of extend their play season outside with these gloves as well. And they can do like, you know, work oriented stuff as opposed to like your typical like winter gloves where they don't have the dexterity. So they're a nice in between thing to extend the the outdoor season, which is awesome. So they love them. Um, And I do recommend the ones that have the little like grippy coating on the front that's allow a lot of dexterity they're really nice um next a toolbox both of our little boys uh, when they turn three years old that's kind of like i guess our little family tradition is they got one of my old toolboxes and so um they each have their own toolbox and 
They each got their own little set of tools with them. But a toolbox is just a handy little thing. They get to carry it around, do their own stuff with it, put little things in it, trinkets and stuff, and drag it around the property. And um, and they have a lot of fun with it. Likewise, a tape measure. I've noticed that our boys love measuring stuff. So uh, a tape measure, you can get those like little mini sized ones. Um, the only caution I have is some of them, you know, they retract really fast. And so that that, that, that steel tape can kind of flip around and, and get their hands and stuff. So see if there's one that's maybe just a little gentler with the retraction. Uh, I would It would be worth spending a couple extra bucks on. Uh, the next one sounds kind of funny, but it's totally legit. And this is more a discovery by happenstance for us is a pile of rocks or sand. And yes, this can be a gift for a kid. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not the uh, favorite thing for a parent to just have a random pile of rocks laying around. Uh, however, for us, uh, we had one, uh, back by the shed. Our boys love it. And we're actually, we were considering just buying them more rocks to fill up the pile of rocks for them as a gift. And we might end up doing that. And the, it sounds funny, but for our younger kids, you know, they're, they're, um, five and three and one. So our two older boys right now, they would love that if we actually got that for them. So we'll see. Stay tuned. I don't know if that's what they'll get or not, but uh, it's certainly worth consideration because it's just a creative way. I talked about this in a previous episode uh, about backyard ideas for kids. It's just kids love that natural play. And and so it's a moldable material that is very interactive. They can imagine with it. So the boys go out there and they play with these little rocks. I'm talking about like, when I say pile of rocks, like little pea gravel. Um, and so they use this pea gravel to concoct all sorts of like culinary creations and then drive their trucks through it and stuff too. So it's just, it provides a lot of opportunities for play and it's, uh, it's really worthwhile and it's cheap too. So that's the awesome thing. Next, a small wheelbarrow. If you have a pile of uh, pea gravel or a pile of sand, of course you need some some buckets and a wheelbarrow to haul it, right? So uh, get a small wheelbarrow for them. Uh, with this, I would suggest the one we have has a few shortcomings. And so I, I've kind of ghetto-rigged some of it to make it better, but it, um, it still can use some improvements. So first, um, look for ones that for one are sturdy because just like the shovel, you can't have like a little flimsy wheelbarrow that doesn't do anything. Uh, second, while the wheelbarrow itself might be the, you know, the holding area, the hauling area might be pretty small, which is actually good. You want to make sure the wheel is not super small. So you got to make sure the wheel, I would recommend uh, at least like an eight inch diameter wheel because the smaller wheels can't get over bumps in the yard. And so that's the one that our boys have struggle with. Uh, it's a, it's got a little six inch wheel on it. It's really hard for them to wheel around. And also, if you can find one with two wheels, that would be even better, too, that they can just kind of steer steer around. So like a kid-sized garden cart almost is what would really be best because the uh, single-wheeled one, it's really hard for kids to keep balanced as well. Uh, especially with our, when they're younger and, um, and likewise, uh, you got to make sure you have a stable one too. So that's another issue that I fixed by just strapping a a little piece of one by one on it. But, um, uh, basically the legs, when you set the wheelbarrow down, it would almost, unless it was completely level on a completely flat surface, it would tip with the slightest bump. And so, um, make sure it's something that's stable for the kids too, because it really ends up leading to a lot of frustration for them because they, they really want to use it, but then they can't push it and they can't uh, fill it up without it tipping over. So, um, it's worth finding the right style of wheelbarrow or garden, wheelbarrow or garden cart for them. So awesome gift. Make sure you get the right kind. 
Next one's also kind of silly ear protectors. So when I'm mowing the grass outside or working with power tools, I wear ear protector, ear protectors and eye protection as well. I'd recommend you do the same. Um, and, uh, and our boys love wearing ear protectors also and their little eyeglasses, of course, too. Um, but, uh, for whatever reason, they just think it's really fun. And so they end up wearing, luckily I have like three pairs of them around the property and, Usually I can only find one pair, if that, because the other ones are being toted around our yard and put in various locations when they're playing with them. So, um, yeah, the kids, for whatever reason, they love the ear protectors. Unfortunately, that means you might have to yell at them when you could otherwise just talk to them, but uh, they have a lot of fun with it. And last thing for the kid ideas that I have here is a fruit tree. So when our kids were born, we decided to plant a tree for each of them. And uh, we haven't had the most luck with them, but it's a great idea and they love it. Um, so we just enjoyed our first harvest of peaches, or I should say we enjoyed our first harvest of half a peach this past summer with our uh, with Lucas's tree. So he's our oldest. And uh, and the the smile on his face was absolutely priceless. So this tree, of course, it's taken quite a few years to just give us one little peach that was uh, half of it at least was edible. And um, regardless of, of the quantity of harvest, the fact that it yielded just one thing that he could eat off of that tree uh, with his little brother was super exciting for him. It created a wonderful memory, and he also had a wonderful time planting it. When, uh, of course, he pretty much doesn't remember that, but we snapped a couple photos to remember it because he was like one year old and just could barely hold his his big shovel, a big shovel that uh, we had digging it. So, um, anyway, yeah, consider a fruit tree or some sort of you know fun plant that you can dedicate to the kid. You can plant with your kid. Um, and, and that can be their plant, and it's really exciting for them. Okay, let's jump now into some other ideas. We talked about hand tools. We talked about ideas for the kids. What about some other stuff? Well, I've got a few other ideas. One is a double-wheeled wheelbarrow. This is a little bit more expensive of a gift, but this I got this as a wedding gift from a uh, my old scoutmaster, actually. He was a uh, he was a, a landscaper for most of his life, and um, and so he bought this wheelbarrow and told me I won't regret having this thing. And sure enough, I love this thing because the two wheels on it make it overly stable. I can actually haul it around with just one hand a lot of times, which frees up another hand for doing other stuff like carrying something else. There have been times where I pull the lawnmower uh, with one hand and push the wheelbarrow with another hand, and I'm actually able to do that where you can't do that with a one-wheeled wheelbarrow. This wheelbarrow is awesome. It has grease points on the axle so I can grease it up and make it roll better. Um, it's just a heavy-duty thing. Now, that said, it has a plastic, um, plastic, uh, what it, whatever you call it, barrow part. And, um, and uh, it, having left it out in the sun during, uh, during storage for a couple years and stuff and being exposed to the weather, it's starting to get brittle and crack a little bit. But that's after over eight years of pretty decent use and this thing is awesome so instead of replacing the wheelbarrow i'll probably end up getting just a new um, bucket thing for it instead and continue to use it because the rest of it's in awesome shape and the thing's just i mean it's a it's a big beefy wheelbarrow and so it's basically like a the you know in between of like a garden cart and a wheelbarrow so it can hold a lot of weight because it has those two wheels it's i can actually load it up even more uh without tipping it over and stuff and it's just an awesome thing so consider that 
an LED work light. This is something on my list. Um, look, look for something that's 2000 lumens or greater. So instead of having those big giant halogen work lights, consider an LED one. Uh, a lot of the LED technologies now are just super durable and they're much lower energy usage, which is awesome. My, my old halogen one, it burns through bulbs all the time. It's super hot and it just sucks power. I mean, I've like fried out some extension cords with these things before because they just take so much wattage to power up uh, while you're doing work outside. And if you're anything like me, you're never working at a convenient time. It's always like right now I'm in the middle of this this front yard renovation project for our house. I'm not finished yet and we're already past daylight savings time change. So it gets dark at like like 5.30 at night. So I get home from work. If I want to do any work in the evening, it's with a work light. And so uh, consider an LED work light. I would definitely recommend getting a stand-mounted one for outdoor work. Uh, A lot of those cheaper ones, you know, they're just, they sit on the ground. But when you're working outdoors, you need something that's up high to project light across your space so you can see easily. Um, So yeah, consider that. Next, rubber boots. Awesome stuff. There's all sorts of different rubber boots, some high quality brand ones, some cheaper ones you can get at Walmart. Um, there's, you know, of course, a range of quality there, but even the cheaper ones, they're helpful to have. Inevitably, you need to go outdoors when it's super wet, super muddy, whatever. Rubber boots are really nice to have. Next, high quality garden hose. High quality garden hoses are awesome. They're the there's a huge difference between a garden hose that costs money and a garden hose that's cheap. And there's a reason for it. So the the ones that are actually kind of expensive, they're well worth the investment. They'll last you a long time. They don't kink. Uh, they don't have all the issues that the other ones have with like the the parts that screw on to your spigot and such with leaking everywhere or wearing out. Um, it's just, they're just well worth the investment. So, so ask for a nice one. You'll get a nice one. It'll be worth it. A sprinkler. Likewise, invest in a decent sprinkler. Now these don't have to be super expensive. I really like the old school oscillating ones that just, you know, they have the wand that goes back and forth and it's like a little rectangular footprint, um, that sits on the ground and connects to your hose. Um, and it has like that, that, um, just the metal piece going down the middle that that waves back and forth. Those can cover a huge area when you're, say, reseeding a lawn. You can set how far it oscillates if you just want to water like a new garden bed or whatever. Very helpful to have. Not something I use um, once plants are established, but during that establishment period, they're incredibly useful to have. Next, a multi-sprayer. So these are like those hose-end sprayers that you you have the little trigger on the back and you squeeze it and it sprays. And the ones, there's a lot of ones now that are adjustable for different patterns. These don't have to be super expensive. Of course, the more you spend, likely the better quality you get. I have a couple cheap ones. They end up lasting me like one or two seasons, which I don't like throwing stuff away, but um, they're pretty cheap too. And so um, you can get a nice and expensive one that'll do you a job for a nice season, or you can invest a little bit more into the slightly nicer ones. They'll last you a little bit longer, um, sometimes quite a few years. Well, guys, I'm looking at it right now. I realize we've been talking for 30 minutes and I've just been like, I've been plowing through all sorts of different ideas. I actually have more. So I'm going to split this up into two episodes. So I'm going to talk about one more thing. And then next episode, we're going to talk about gift ideas for under $25. So I have a whole bunch of things that are really helpful in the landscape. They're not very expensive and, and, and they're great gift ideas, I guess, for the sake of redundancy. Okay. Now, 
what I want to talk about now before wrapping up the show is there plants are also a great gift. Now, I wouldn't recommend buying specific plants, especially during the, the Christmas season, the holiday season. Uh, they're not available most of the time, especially in these northern latitude climates. They're, you can't buy them online because they're not shipping yet, or um, if you're buying it, you know, most nurseries are closed. So instead, what I'd recommend is getting a gift card. You can get a gift card to a lot of nurseries. Again, it might be difficult to find one that's open right now, but if you can, uh, or you can call them and see if you can set up a gift card. Or you can just make a commitment to your your friend or family member that you will get them a gift card once they open. And so consider a nursery gift card. Plants can be very pricey. uh, And so, you know, who you're giving it to or if you're asking for this when you receive it, it can be a really nice gift because it can really make a difference in, in, you know, investing something that you wouldn't otherwise invest in for maybe a nicer quality plant or that specific variety of plant that you want for your garden project. And it can really just make that... um, you know, make that dent in your project a little bit, a little bit less hurtful. Um, sometimes, you know, planting can be quite pricey to get the planting done. So um, it can just be really nice to receive some gifts uh, uh, for a nursery gift card. Next, you can also have a choice to sponsor a tree, right? So basically what you can say is, I'm going to buy you a tree for your landscape. And assuming that they have a project or whatever, this can be really nice if it's a well-planned out item that is plant- intended to fit in the landscape anyway. Trees can be very the most expensive part of your planting anyway. And so if you'd like to, you know, quote, sponsor a tree for their gift, uh, it might come off well appreciated, especially if it's something they're looking for. So that would be the, the primary thing is if if you're thinking about buying gifts for somebody else, make sure they're actually looking for plants right now um, or in the next year. And if this is something you want, make sure you make it clear that you would like a nursery gift card or a certain type of tree to be sponsored for your landscape. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up there. Next week, we're going to talk about some of the less expensive items. Some of the hand tools we talked about are also relatively inexpensive and incredibly useful. So that's a really nice thing to say here too. Um, Likewise, if you guys want to ask for this or if you know somebody that could use this you can also gift a consultation with me at easy living yard so if if you want a consultation with ben hale uh, you can ask for that on your christmas list and and basically at checkout all you have to do is leave in the comments part uh and in the checkout that this is a gift for for whoever with some contact info, I'll, I'll follow up with you to get the contact info or whoever's purchasing this, and and we can set up a consultation as a gift. So if if that's something that would be helpful, make sure you ask for it or make sure you think about whether or not somebody else could use that. And basically, we can work one-on-one to talk specifically about the landscape needs and, and what the intended plans are, what the best mode of action is, what's the most useful work to save time, and to reduce maintenance long-term. And so with that, guys, make sure you check out the links in today's show notes. I'm going to have a whole bunch of links to these products that I talk about today. So you can go over and check out the links there. Also, today's plant, which is aloe vera, you can find all this information at ely.how slash episode 45. That's ely.how slash episode 45. And as always, if you want to check out a bunch of free stuff, 
um, uh, helping you with your landscape, you can go to ely.house slash free. Link in the show notes again. Um, Likewise, get one-on-one help with me uh, through a consultation. If you want to do a gift consultation, just write in the comments during the purchase that it's a gift, and I'll get in touch to figure that out. And if you have any questions, you can always go to ely.house slash pod. That's ely.house slash pod and ask a question. You can get featured on the show if you like and uh, get in touch with me to help you out with a specific question. With that, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.